Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Girl on the Gov, the podcast, breaking down politics as we know it and removing all the bullshit. <laughs> because politics needed a rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to your top story segment of the week. Also, this is Girl on the podcast, if you're confused <laughs> on where you are. Clarification. <laughs> your GPS, it should say... Wait, this hair? In the... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it has its own... Wait. See, that has its own it's area It's like a code. side alfalfa hair. Is that what it's called? Just side alfalfa. I mean, now it is. Yeah. I've got to a major front breakage, hair breakage in my front region of my scalp. It's it's a problem. But anyways. I don't even know if it's your front. It's really like a side region. Well, like, no, this yeah, is... I also have some up here, and those are just being slicked back by some nice hair grease which we love it's just a whole monday look you know it's just a whole situation happening and nothing will be funnier to me than well actually that's a lie but on the top funniest list than me being like what's your secret for like keeping your hair like slicked back and you straight up being like it's the grease it's actually my natural like, oh it's natural my oh. body just <laughs> i just creates it and... your body does it like your hair creates grease in like such a good way where it's like evenly greased and I don't know how to explain it besides <laughs> that. Like mine, I'm it's like, done. here's a greasy patch and like there's nothing I can do with like a singular greasy patch really? in the back. Like, Interesting. That's, it's, It's yeah, really it's funny. Like, my hair very... grease has become like a like comedy moment for my entire family, especially my mom and my sister. Like, because my sister has the complete opposite hair of me. She has like a literal lion's mane that just like she can go two weeks without washing it never getting greasy why and then i have like thinner hair like my mom and it just gets greasy like after one day and my mom's on the side of like she's like we just wash your hair every day like don't why are you letting it get so greasy i'm like because i get to do slick back buns with my natural grease like and they say you're not supposed to wash it every day so i'm just letting her be okay let my grease she's having a moment (laughs) It's so gross. Justice for grease everywhere. Justice for my hair grease. <laughs> Just, I can't. But we have a lot Anyways. of top stories to get through, but we also have a shout out to give. Wait, this is... <laughs> Just don't look at it. What is happening? My side alfalfa just keeps popping Wait, out. Wait, can you it's take... Distracting. Guys, we're not putting this on video. We are going to need a picture of this, though. You're right. Okay, we'll do it after. Don't worry, guys. I got you covered. Yeah. You can see exactly what it looks like. Yeah. But... Yeah, hair grease aside, we have a lot of top stories to run through. A lot of busy week busy. for a summer week. Yeah, last Ooh. week was insane, and this week is also insane. But we're gonna run through everything from drama in the House and the Senate from last week to this week to also drama. big, big, big primaries this week. So we'll be talking about it all today. Before we do, there was a shout out, correct? We wanted to take yeah, up. aka podcast that we are. Yeah obsessed with now i honestly they're more than a podcast too so let's keep that in mind but anyways 
Female Founder World. It's an entrepreneurship podcast for folks building consumer businesses. Ahem, we see you. Think e-com stores, beauty brands, and buzzy new beverage companies, and so much more. So Female Founder World is such a refreshing podcast because the host, who we also love, give her a follow. Thank you. Jasmine Garnsworthy worked as a fashion and beauty editor for years. So not only does she talk with founders who are in the trenches of entrepreneurship right now making moves, but she knows what questions to ask to make sure the advice is super tactical, which let us tell you, we get, we feel in our bones. So besides that, you can dive into all the episodes anywhere you find podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, you name it. We want to recommend one of our favorite episodes, What Stockists Want with Allie Kriegsman, co-founder of Bulletin, which again, brand we love as well. Oh my well. gosh, I read her book. And Maddie's Obsessed. How, Obsessed. To build, how to Build a Goddamn Empire by Allie Kriegsman. So we love Allie Kriegsman so, here, I guess. these are the things we love. Female Founder World Podcast. We love Jasmine Gardensworthy. She's a freaking legend. And we also love Allie Kriegsman. Go check it out. If you're an entrepreneur and you want the tips, the tricks, the 411 on running businesses, what you need to know, boom for you. If you're just curious, boom for you. I think also like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that they're going to be entrepreneurs or don't know in the future that, that, you know, an idea might spark and to have, you know, some knowledge already of how the business world works and how to be an entrepreneur or just have the resources to go to when an idea could come to you. I think... It's good knowledge for people to have and especially women to have because we're not always given that push to think about entrepreneurial endeavors and having some knowledge and inspiration from amazing women like those on this pod and is a good piece of content to implement into your life too. So true. go check it out. We'll link everything in this episode description so you guys can easily find them. And yeah, there it is. There it is. That is your wreck of the day, wreck of the week. What I can tell you, though, is I'm pretty sure I saw Voterama in one of these stories today. So let's get into it. Yes, because Punchbowl keeps using it. Yeah. And I don't, there must be, hold on. You know what we need to do? We need to see if this is a general term or if they just like to use it. Voterama. Some political slang. We didn't oh, know it's really, it's a thing. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Wow. I can't believe we didn't think of this. Political slang. Voterama. During a Voterama, each amendment is considered and voted on for about 10 minutes until they are finished with all amendments. It's an exhausting process. I know, it could be exhilarating. That many senators have said makes it impossible to know what is actually being considered. Yeah, that seems fair. Mm-hmm. That seems, yeah, you're just like, that's speed round. That's speed dating. Legit. That is literal. Well, now that we know. Amendment speed dating? Now we know Voterama. So now we can get into these top stories because there's Voterama happening, apparently. But to kick it off, the Inflation Reduction Act, this little, little beast that mm. <laughs> that just decided to get a little crazy last week. A little drama, a little just catching Mitch McConnell Spice. off guard, which we absolutely love to see. Mm-hmm. But let's get into what happened because if you aren't aware, there was some legislative drums last week and basically the formal name for the 740 billion dollar legislative package agreed to by senate majority leader chuck schumer shout out chuck you did you did good buddy and senator joe manchin may come to the floor this week or it may not but it is an unexpected opportunity to enact broad climate and tax code changes 
So for the first time in recent memory, last week, Senate Republicans got caught completely flat-footed by Schumer and the Democrats, which is like, isn't it so sad that like first time in recent memory, the Democrats do something strategic and impressive? Like, wow. (laughs) Just classic. No, legit though. Legit the fact that it was like the first time in God knows how long. Yeah. I mean, I got so much pleasure out of it. Yeah. So But this is like what the Republicans do, the Democrats daily weekly and yeah but anyway so 17 senate republicans helped schumer pass the 280 billion dollar chips plus bill on wednesday which we talked about last week a little bit so they passed that and then this came as democrats had they seemingly abandoned much of biden's build back better agenda narrowing it down to medicare prescription drug negotiations and obamacare subsidies and so then just hours after that schumer announced his agreement with mansion outmaneuvering Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senator John Cornyn. And just we've been talking about this for maybe over a year now and just how, you know, Build Back Better, Joe Manchin being such a stalemate loser. And last week, like they actually got Joe Manchin to make a deal on climate. And again, it still has some work to do to get through. But it was just totally it's been a long time coming, basically. I also would like to make one little asterisk, as I like to say, and that is that, yes, this is great. Obviously, hopefully it passes. We love some some help on the climate front, to say the very least. But one of the things that has been axed from this or has not been re-added, shall I say, is the child's child care tax credits, which Vote Mama, our friends at Vote Mama pointed out, and I... Love that they did that because it's really, really crucial to see that, mm, I don't know, a lot of these old fogies, specifically old fogey men, didn't prioritize getting, I don't know, child care tax credits back in this. And another note, because I was actually having a little interesting chit chat with my parents about this. And I was saying to them, like, it is particularly interesting because those tax credits were really popular in a bipartisan way. Like both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Dems are big fans of that tax credit so yeah it's interesting to say the least interesting hopefully we can also get some child care tax credits implemented through other mm-hmm. legislation mm-hmm. as well but like just the climate stuff is very refreshing and to know that there is some movement on that means the world literally no pun <laughs> intended <laughs> but yeah i mean republicans are they're pro fetus they're not pro-life so like why would they you know support child tax credits yeah that's that's true but listen to this because senate republicans quickly responded to this kind of blindside deal between mansion and schumer by stalling the very very high profile bill that aids or plans to aid veterans exposed to toxic substances during their military service and obviously that like angered veterans groups and made literal like no sense like also for the party that like really claims to champion veterans why is your response to stall a bill that protects veterans (laughs) like what does that have to do with anything and cut to ted cruz and whoever whatever other senator i forgot who it was just nuxing on the senate floor after stalling this bill so with all that said democratic aides apparently are saying that the senate could take up the schumer mansion bill later this week with a voterama running into the weekend <laughs> schumer has warned his colleagues this may happen but people are so everyone skeptical. prepare for the voterama <laughs> people are still skeptical 
of this proposed schedule for one simple reason. Everything takes longer than you expect. This Congress, literally everything. So we could see the Senate not even starting on the Voterama until next week. So guess what? We'll keep you updated. But there is I just the visual for me. Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Craziness. Spicy. Moving on. We have to talk about the PACT Act specifically. The PACT Act. It's giving Dr. Seuss once again. What is what is the reference of that? Just the rhyming, you know, the packed act. Oh, the cat was sat like, in the like... hat. <laughs> the packed act. I was no, I like for a second. I was like, is there like a Doctor Seuss book? No, and it's you also know? not like the Doctor like... Seuss reference of Matt Gates' doppelganger. We're not talking about that either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that one's good. That's a good doppelganger. Although, you know what was funny when I looked that up? Which, guys, by the way, like, go check out our TikTok. AKA make a little dopper. A doppel. Help me. God. Doppelganger combo with Matt Gates. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. If I'm on, if I'm off, whatever. But apparently Romney's also gotten compared to that particular character. I see it. Like if, I see it. Yeah. But Matt, Matt Gates takes the cake 100% because... He also It's the nose. It's the And the eyebrows. Nose. It's like the eyebrows and the brow mm-hmm. bone. Like the way the like and forehead like kind of comes like, out. It's like arrogance. That's just like you know, across his face. Yeah. It's the vibe. It's the, it's an- the aloofness. You know what it's it is? The- it's the creepiness. Mm-hmm. It's the accused sexual predator of it all, you know? A thousand percent. But anyways, the Pact Act. Would you like to run us through? Ah, an honor, yes. Let's start in the Senate, the PACT Act. This is a big topic today. It's a big topic this week, but especially today when we're recording this, aka Monday, because there is conversation around the Republicans reversing their vote on the PACT Act, which was a vote of no. 25 Republicans decided to be like, JK, LOL. It was a suddenly very high-profile flip-flop on a bill designed to help millions of veterans exposed to toxic substances during their military service. First, Senate Republicans were for this bill. Then, plot twist, they were against. As referenced in the last story we mentioned, by the way. Exactly. And now they're for it again, if they can get an amendment vote on an issue that the majority of them didn't care about when they voted for the bill originally. But they'll vote for the bill even if the amendment fails. Like, aka. aka, they're a mess. They're a hot mess. Hotness Express. That's that's it. But some deets. The PACT Act, formerly known as the Honoring Our PACT Act, was introduced in the House in June 2021. The full House passed it in March. Since then, the bill has gone back and forth between the two chambers, getting big bipartisan margins on the floor. Until last week. At that point, 25 Senate Republicans switched their votes and opposed cloture on the measure, derailing the legislation just as it was on a glide path. So it was gliding, gliding, lovely, to Biden's desk. However, some Republicans explained they voted against cloture because of a dispute over discretionary versus mandatory spending. Like, I can't. See, Senator Pat Toomey, Republican of Pennsylvania, who's consistently said this for months. Yet nothing significant has changed in the bill from when these 25 other Republicans voted for it back in June. 
What did change is that Schumer and Manchin cut a deal on a reconciliation package, a move that caught everyone in Washington by surprise. This upset poor buddy, Senator John Cornyn. I hope he has a box of tissues with him. And other Republicans who believed they'd been assured Democrats had given up on reconciliation before these GOP senators threw their support behind the $280 billion CHIPS Plus bill. Corrin and other Republicans, after an outpouring of fury from veterans groups and just like, I don't know, humans in general that have souls, will vote for the bill now. Although Schumer has offered Toomey an amendment vote. Toomey wants to make future funding of the program discretionary rather than mandatory, which means, I think this actually is a really important little tidbit here, means Congress would have to vote on it every year. That amendment is unlikely to pass, although the larger bill is expected to. But don't think Republicans are the only ones who change their positions. Democrats can do this too. There's two issues that are on the radar. The radar. Maddie, do you want to walk through these? So Biden vowed never to raise taxes on any Americans making less than 400000 annually. Yet, according to a Joint Committee on Taxation, the Schubert Mansion bill actually does just that. So up to $16.7 billion worth of tax increases, the JCT estimates, aka the Joint Committee on Taxation. So Republicans, as expected, jumped all over this. Senator Mike Crapo from Idaho said, quote, The mislabeled Inflation Reduction Act will do nothing to bring the economy out of stagflation and recession, but it will raise billions of dollars in taxes on Americans making less than $400,000. And so Democrats actually countered the JCT analysis and said that it failed to factor in several elements of the legislation, including Obamacare credits, savings from allowing Medicare to negotiate on prescription drugs and clean energy credits for individuals, as well as other provisions. And so then let's like focus back on Manchin for a moment. So the West Virginia Democrat made the rounds on all five Sunday shows yesterday, and he was pressed repeatedly on his support for tax increases as part of the Inflation Reduction Act. And Manchin had previously suggested that he'd support a 15% corporate minimum tax, which is a key provision in the Inflation Reduction Act. So that's not new. But now what we're watching with Manchin is besides his reversal and cutting a deal with Schumer, which Manchin strongly insists isn't a reversal at all, is he's become the one seeking to pull a colleague into the deal now instead of being the one that's lobbied. So like literally for over a year now, we've been talking about Manchin and how he's been wined and dined and trying. they've been trying to convince him to hop on board for Build Back Better. And so he's now kind of on board for some of these legislative priorities that the Democrats have been trying to push through. And so now instead of him lobbying, he's actually trying to now pull Senator Kirsten Sinema, who is the other kind of like moderate Democrat who's been an issue, not as big of an issue as Manchin, but now is the key to whether this proposal succeeds or fails. So we want to see how Manchin handles this. And the role reversal, if you will, is a new one for Manchin, this Congress, because, again, he's usually usually the one that is getting lobbied hard and taken out to steak dinners and all the things so you know what i want to know what i want to know what his go-to lobbyist dinner order is yeah for sure i would go full surf and turf a full bottle of a nice pinot and maybe some risotto truffle so anyways any lobbyists that are uh, listening you just heard maddie's order feel free to dm oh my god dm us for an address thanks hmm there we go. Or any any kind soul. Actually, I would be a little scared. What if it's... <laughs> 
the big question is can Dems and pass Manchin Schumer bill this week. Joe Manchin noted that the blueprint would invest in reliable energy and new technologies fo- focusing on domestic production to in- aggressively produce in the U.S. and lower costs for Americans. However, he claimed, but to all of this, they're not factoring any of that in. So as for the tax increases included in the bill, a new 15% minimum tax on large profitable corporations, Manchin claimed that they aren't actually tax hikes. Instead, he defended them as closing loopholes. And so this like tax hike issue could be the problem for Senator Kirsten Sinema. She's an Arizona Democrat and has made it known over the past year that she opposes an item in the legislation that would pair back would pair back the carried interest loophole. And so she has declined to weigh in on the bill since it was released. But basically the bottom line is cinema is one of the last hopes for Republicans as they hope to derail this bill. Everything is expected to come to head this week. Schumer and the top Democrats will attempt to shepherd the bill through the upper chamber before senators break for the August recess. To wrap this whole just Congress situation up before we get into the primaries, the other big congressional moment from last week was when the House passed legislation Friday that would ban assault weapons for the first time since 2004, which really is more just a sign that Democrats intend to pursue more aggressive gun violence prevention measures. And the bill passed in a largely party line vote. It was 217 to 213 with two Republicans voting for the measure. And five Democrats opposing it. The list of those Democrats are as follows. Rep. Henry Cuellar of Texas. Shout out to our correction from last week. And also this is the same guy who Nancy Pelosi endorsed this year over progressive pro-choice Jessica Cisneros. So again, that's Rep. Henry Cuellar of Texas. Jared Golden of Maine. Vincente Gonzalez of Texas, Ron Kind of Wisconsin, and Kurt Schrader of Oregon. So if those are your reps, then maybe give them a call, give them an email. But basically, the level of GOP opposition indicates this bill is like un- very, very unlikely to advance in the evenly split Senate. And this legislation would criminalize the knowing sale, manufacture, transfer, possession, or importation of many types of semi-automatic weapons and large capacity ammunition feeding devices. So the list of things that this does is also much longer than this. I don't have the good knowledge to run through all of them. But again, this is unlikely to pass in the Senate. It was a big moment for the House. But what we will say is still call your reps, still call your senators, still call all the senators, because the more noise that's made on this ultimately, I think helps the long game of gun reform. So that is that on that. Samantha, do you want to get us into these primaries? We got big ones. Um, we do. We got primaries for days, ladies and gents. We're still rocking. We're still rolling. So let's go for Arizona. Let's give a little little overview. What to expect, what we're going to see. Eyes are on XYZ. So Trump's endorsed candidates in Arizona all have one thing in common, and he has gone endorsement crazy, dare I say. They have loudly disseminated misinformation about the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Despite election officials and Trump's own attorney general saying there's no credible evidence the race was tainted. In the governor's race, Trump has backed former television news anchor Carrie Lake, who has said that she would not have certified Arizona's election results in 2020. Scary. Lake faces, yeah, scary, scary, scary. It's not even Halloween. Lake faces businesswoman Karen Taylor Robson. Oh, so there's two Carrie and Karen. That is... Carrie like and Karen, their... the also interesting piece here. So we have one mm-hmm. candidate 
endorsed by Trump and one candidate endorsed by Mike Pence. So the two are beefing. They had two rallies at the same time recently. I love that. I love that too. And yeah, so kind of interesting. But either way, I always think this is interesting. It's funny because like they, I like have their faces in my head, but like whatever is with the two of these candidates having names that are really close together in yeah. like you know, oh, Karen, yeah. Karen and spelling too. Mm-hmm. The spelling like so Carrie is K-A-R-I mm-hmm. and Karen is K-A-R-R-I-N. It can be confusing and for I voters. I wonder totally because yeah. who was I remember this was like a year or so ago. I remember maybe was it Hinchy's campaign? Yeah. Someone we interviewed. Yeah. Right. It, I'm pretty so. sure it was hers had a really similar name no i think it was her opposing candidate had the same name as the incumbent who was no longer yes he was like the incumbent was leaving office but the new candidate on the republican side had the same exact name as the incumbent so he had like the name recognition of the incumbent who was already in there but was no longer running for election so everyone just thought it was the same guy and that name recognition just goes a long way so that's that's the point here but let's get into everything else (laughs) Everything else, Secretary of State Kitty Hobbs is a staunch defender of the 2020 election and is strongly favored to win the Democratic nomination for governor. So, you know how we feel about governors. Pay attention to this race. Thank you. In the Republican primary for the U.S. Senate, Trump has backed tech investor Blake Masters as the candidate to go up against Democratic incumbent Mark Kelly in the fall. Masters, whose campaign has been bankrolled by billionaire Peter Thiel has called for reducing legal immigration and espoused the baseless great replacement conspiracy theory. What a treat. Claiming Democrats are trying to replace Americans who are born here. Okay. So for 10 points to delusional. Thank you. Attorney General Mark Ronovich, another Senate candidate, has been weighed down by lackluster fundraising and fierce criticism from Trump, who says Ronovich did little to advance his election fraud claims. Another top candidate, Jim Lamont, the founder of Solar Energy Firm, has touted his experience as a military veteran and entrepreneur. The Republican primary for Secretary of State includes Trump-backed legislator Mark Fincham, a state representative who worked to overturn t- Trump's 2020 loss. Emphasis on loss. Thank you. State Rep. Shauna Bollock, who introduced a bill to let legislators ignore election results. Horror show. Thank you. Choose their own presidential electors. And State Senator Michelle Eugenti-Rita, who has long pushed to overhaul election laws. The GOP establishment has rallied around advertising exec Bo Lane in the race. So interesting thing to watch there. And, and, in the state legislature, Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers, who testified at a Jan 6 hearing about Trump's pressure to overturn the 2020 election, faces a Trump-backed candidate in his bid to run for the state Senate. Arizona. Oh, baby, Arizona. Arizona, you got a lot going Ice on. Tea. And that you are a very, very important state and especially an important state looking at 2024. So make sure you get out to vote and you get all your friends out to vote. But let's move to Michigan because it's another very, 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 very important state. Go listen to our episodes with Attorney General Dana Nessel and Secretary of State Secretary Jocelyn, of state. Benson, Jocelyn Benson. Which I don't know if they're mentioned in here, but we'll talk about it. So in Michigan, several of the remaining candidates have baggage that could hurt in the general election against Governor Gretchen Whitmer. So real estate broker Ryan Kelly has pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor charges after authorities said he rallied Trump supporters to storm the U.S. Capitol. Businessman Kevin Rink was sued in the 1990s for sex, sexual harassment and racial discrimination allegations. He says were lies. 
And then chiropractor Garrett Saldano hawked supplements he falsely claimed treated COVID-19. <laughs> Businesswoman Tudor, Tudor Dixon. That sounds like a, I'm not going to say it. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, who has? The same thing. Okay. Cool. Who has been endorsed by Trump? Has previously acted in low-budget horror pictures. <laughs> Are we sure it's horror? <laughs> One of which included a zombie biting off a man's genitals. Stop that it. sounds about right. So Republican Rep. Peter Major Major. Uh, I like Major. Sounds fun. Okay. Is hoping to hold on to his seat after voting to impeach Trump. The former president has endorsed businessman and missionary John Gibbs. And who worked in the Trump administration under the housing secretary, Ben Carson. Obviously, we also have Dana Nessel, Jocelyn Benson on the ballot as well. So Missouri. So we're talking about hmm, former Governor Gretton, whose political career appeared over, over. See you later when he resigned as governor in 2018, following his admission to an extramarital affair because people can't keep their freaking dicks in their pants. Accusations <laughs> of blackmail and campaign finance violations. On Tuesday, the former Navy SEAL and cheater has a chance at redemption in his Republican primary for the seat held by retiring GOP U.S. Senator Roy Blunt, who I don't think has ever smoked a blunt. <laughs> Anyways, Gretton's... Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Gretton's Attorney General Eric Schmidt and U.S. Rep. Vicki Hartzler are the frontrunners in a crowd 21 person... 20... Jesus Christ. Okay, 21 person GOP field that includes U.S. Rep. Billy Long and Mark McCloskey and the St. Louis, St. Louis, I'm so sorry, people, St. Louis lawyer who, along with his wife, pointed guns at racial injustice protesters who ventured, yep, onto their private street. The GOP winner in Missouri, a solidly Republican state, will be favored in November. That does not mean don't show up, guys. Show up. Okay. Anyways, but Republican leaders have long worried that Gretens, who's the Republican frontrunner, that he's a problem. No fucking shit. His ex-wife has also accused him of abuse, allegation Gretens has called baseless mm. could win the primary but lose the general election on the democratic side the nomination appears to be up for grabs between lucas kunz 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 we've done this before kunz. i know we have and we haven't decided a marine veteran and self-proclaimed populist trudy bush valentine heiress of the bush beer fortune who has largely self-funded her campaign and our boris spencer toter but they didn't want to mention him right that's that race yep Okay, so moving on to Washington. Basically, just in Washington, we have two Republican House members from Washington State who voted to impeach Trump that face primary challengers endorsed by Trump. And so in Washington, the top two vote getters in each race, regardless of party, will move forward to November. And then just to wrap it up, too, we have Kansas, which voters will decide whether to approve a change to the state constitution that could allow the legislature to restrict or ban abortion despite a 2019 state Supreme Court Oh, 2019 state Supreme Court ruling that abortion access is a fundamental right. So you guys vote. If you're in Kansas, vote no on this ballot measure. They're trying to ban abortion. So you need to vote no if you are pro-choice, which I would hope you are listening to the podcast. And then in statewide races, Republican Chris Kobach is running for attorney general as he attempts a political comeback following losses in races for governor and U.S. Senate in previous years. Kobach, the state's former secretary of state, served as vice chair of a short-lived Trump commission on election fraud after the 2016 election. So those are your primary races to watch this week. A lot of big ones. So we'll keep you updated on all the important results that come from that. But those are your top stories for the week. Tune in tomorrow for our interview with Molly. Molly Gray, who is Lieutenant Governor of Vermont, and she is running for Congress. Yes. Oh, thank you.
It's a great interview. Okay, we so gotta go. check it out. We gotta go. Sorry, we have another recording. But so popular. thank you for listening. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.